Swim Talkers and welcome to Torpedo Swim Talk. I'm your host Danielle Sperling and each week I chat to a master swimmer from around the world about their swimming journey. I was delighted to welcome triple Olympian and master swimmer Angelica Widrago to today's podcast. Angelica is from Burkina Faso in West Africa, but is swimming, living and studying in the US, gaining her PhD. This is such an interesting chat from a very humble lady. Please enjoy. Thank you, Hi, Angelica. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Daniel. Thank you. Thank yes. you for having me. Oh, you're really welcome. It's it's lovely to meet you and um and to sort of hear about your swimming journey. Where are you coming to us from today? Uh, right now, I'm in Asheville, uh, North Carolina. I think um, I'm hiking with my friend. So, but I live in Oklahoma. Ah, in Oklahoma. So I, yes, I'm visiting my friend, and we decided to go for a hike. Oh, nice. Where Where are you hiking? Uh, we went in the mountains. Uh, it was an hour away. It was really nice. We went this morning. Um, I think it was ten to sixteen kilometers. Oh, nice. And we had hills and, yeah, it was really nice. I loved <laughs> it. And the tall trees and, you know, I like I like being in, in the nature. Yes, yes. yes. Do, you, do you do ever any overnight hikes or? Or just daily. Just day like hikes. During the day, yes. I, I would like to see everything around me. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't tried the overnight hike yet, but uh, maybe it's, it will be fun. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. Did you try it? I, I did a little bit when I was at university, did a few overnight yes. hikes and things like that. But, yes, not for many years. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, is it better than the day? Uh, day? I think I like the day ones myself, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I did one at uni that sticks out in my memory. Um, we had to cross-country ski with our, with our packs out to, I don't know, four or five kilometres away, which seemed like 20 kilometres, and we yes. set up tents in the snow and, and um, camped there overnight. Mm. It was the, the coldest night I've ever spent. It was freezing. Yeah. Yeah, but no. Oh. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I see. Well, here we have mountains and um, snakes, so I don't know about the night. <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. But I think they close it uh, after six or seven, like right. the trail. Yes, yeah, sounds good. Now, you're from Burkina Faso in West Africa, but living in America now. How did you make your way from West Africa to America? So I, I came for school. Right now I'm doing my PhD in biosystems engineering, uh, but I came here with my bachelor's um, and then I, I started my master's directly well after le learning English for a couple of months and then yeah I came here for school and then I saw that they had a lot of infrastructures and I could actually swim with a team and you know fi uh, swim faster so it was you know a double win yeah absolutely so what did you come over on a college scholarship or was it an academic one um well I came here um my parents actually were paying for it for school but I was fortunate to have a um a scholarship we actually call it assistantship yes. uh, through school yeah so I'm a, a research assistant and I go to school and um that's actually what helped me but later I got a scholarship from the Olympic Solidarity to oh, yeah. help me with expenses 
Oh, lovely. Okay. So what college did you attend for your bachelor's degree? So um, it's an international uh, school of engineering in Ouagadougou, uh, the capital. We call it 2IE. There is a long name for it, but I think 2IE is, um, you know, uh, the short version. And that's where I did my bachelor's in uh, electrical engineering. Yep. And then from there, I came here and did my master's in applied, master of science in applied engineering. And my bachelor and master's were mostly based on renewable energy. So uh, that's what I'm still doing right now, renewable energies. Oh, so you're doing a PhD in renewable energies? Yes. Um, my PhD is called uh, PhD in biosystems engineering, but I'm focusing on waste to energy conversion. Right. Yes. It's such a valid, um, or not a valid point, a, a hot topic in Australia at the moment, because we've got that leaning into our federal election, which is coming up in a week and a half and renewable mm -hmm. energy is, is fair. Yeah. It's high on the agenda. So yeah, we yes. need research obviously in, in that field. So it yes. sounds, sounds great. <laughs> So growing up in West Africa, um, what were the opportunities for swimming there that you, you had? How did you learn to swim? Um, it, it just started from nowhere, honestly. I was in school and then we got these forms. I was a kid and we got these forms. They just, uh, the teacher put it in my bag and then I went home and then my dad saw the form and then he decided to fit it out and pay for the classes. And then that's how I started uh, swimming. You know, um, the program was not in school. It was just um, uh, this man that came with his forms and he said, hey, I'm teaching, um, you know, students uh, how to swim. So if you are interested, uh, these are the forms. Um, please share it with your students. And that's how I, I, I got them. And my dad, he loves sports. He thinks that every kid, uh, the kids needs to, you know, swim or do any sport so he decided to um, pay for me and i just started less I, I took the lessons and later every year it was a tradition i would just go every tuesday and thursday to the pool and just play around then it got serious later <laughs> so what age were you when it got serious i was six yes six wow that is that's where i started yeah yes and so when it got more serious as you were growing up was there um a big culture of swimming in your in your town where you grew up or did you have to travel a lot to do the competitions uh we well we are a landlocked country yes so um swimming is not a big thing in my country and still even now it's still not a big thing because we don't really have big pools or uh, competition pools um but we had at least one or two competitions every year and it was it was big for us it wasn't as big as what i see when i get go out um you know internationally but um when i got to go to the world championships then I saw how big he was. And yeah. then that, that actually made me, you know, see swimming differently and actually work harder than when I was just swimming at home. So how many swimmers on the national team? 
we have um, the active ones. I think we have um, like the national team that actually goes out. I would say five. Yeah. So you're, you do you have a coach there that has seen you through the whole time, or have you moved on to other coaches? Does that coach still have sort of influence over your swimming now? My coach from Africa. Yeah. Uh, they don't really have uh, much influence on my um, training right now, but we're good friends. And, um, you know, in Africa, we don't really have a lot of resources. So me being out here and having, um, I have access to a lot of, uh, you know, infrastructures and a lot of uh, uh, coaches and techniques. And I guess I'm, a, I'm the bridge between U.S. and my country, and I can actually share my knowledge. and. So for that, we are friends and we share ideas and see how we can actually develop um, um, swimming there um, and, you know, get close to what the U.S. has. Yes. And um, congratulations on being a triple Olympian. That's uh, an amazing achievement. So you went to London, Rio and last year's Tokyo. Did you do some training for that in, um, were you based in America leading up to all of those Olympics? Talk us through that little journey. Oh, um, London, I actually, I was home. I was still in my country when I was um, preparing for London. And um, I think I actually went to France for a couple of months just prior to, the, um, to London. And then for Rio, I was still home. That's where I I competed. But I I spent two months in Ghana because, like I said, we don't have an Olympic pool. We only have a 25-meter pool, but they're not um, actually competition pools. They're hotel pools. So um, that's where I used to practice. But for competition and, and, you know, a 50-meter pool, I needed to to go out and I went to Ghana for two months and I had access to their facility and I competed. And then later I went to Germany. Um, I talked to a club there and um, I actually talked to a coach there. And then I went there for two months and I met a new family and I stayed with them. It, it was really nice. And that's what I love about swimming. You travel, you meet nice people and you know, you see the world and it was really nice. So. I did two months in Germany, then only um, uh, Tokyo, for Tokyo I was here because I went, I came here in 2016, just after Rio. Right. And so who did you train with and what club were you with or where where were you situated training into heading into Tokyo? Uh, Tokyo, well, first I was, because I changed schools Okay. And uh, when I was doing my master's, um, I was in Georgia. Right. And I was swimming with Savannah Swim Team. And um, I was swimming with Coach White. And then I, I graduated. I got my master's. And I went to Oklahoma for my PhD. And I started swimming with King Marlin's Swim Club. And I'm swimming with... Um, uh, Kirsten Hoffman and uh, Trenton Boozman. You've been to the three Olympics. How did you find the experience with Tokyo? I imagine that was quite different with all the COVID restrictions and, and no crowd for cheering. What was sort of the big difference for you between, say, Rio and Tokyo with the way you went into the village 
and the racing? Well, it was really different. Um, we had a lot of restrictions. Well, we were wearing masks every day and uh, we had social distancing and we were taking the test every morning. And there were so many rules like prior to games and, you know, during the games, so many paperwork, uh, a lot of apps, information to fill out, a lot of tests to take. And when you miss your flight, you have to take another test. So what I missed the most um, during this last, um, those, during those games, um, we, we didn't interact with other countries as much as we used to, you know, friendship, new friends. And um, we were just um, a little apart, you know, everybody was in their apartment just trying to be careful because um, you didn't want to miss your race that you prepared for, uh, for four years just because of um, COVID. Yeah. So friendship and, you know, networking and, you know, meeting new people and, talking to Japanese and visiting the city and we were all uh, trying to be careful. Yes. Yeah, I can imagine it was very different. And as as you say, one of the great things about swimming and the swimming world is talking to other swimmers and, you know, sharing those sort of stories that no matter where you're from, you know, you can understand what doing 2050s on 60 is about and all yes. those kind of things and and the sort of the the language that swimmers have and that sort of instant um, friendship that you get with them so I can imagine that would have been really really sad to miss out on that in Tokyo I know and um, and also whenever you you race when you're done with your race you leave so the pool get empty really fast and there are so many swimmers that I didn't see, but they were, st they were there uh, mm -hmm. just because our schedule, uh, the schedule was, was different and um, we had so many rules going on. But the pool was full at one point and I'm glad I got to interact with one person there. We just talked like just, it was nice to talk to someone after so many years yes. um, in quarantine. Yes. You're looking back on your three Olympic experiences. What what of the I know you're in the fifty freestyle. What race was the best for you in that time? Like what worked the best to your race strategy out of the three? Mm, well, I like I like the last one. Um, the reason why I like the last one is that the 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 four or three years I I took to prepare Tokyo, I actually learned to know my body better, like to know what works for me, like nutrition wise and workout wise and training in the pool. Like I learned more about myself, my, my physical health and mental health. I learned so much about it that I think by knowing that I have a big window to improve. So even though I, um, you know, you get older with time, I feel like I got stronger with age because yeah. I know more about myself. And um, maybe one reason is because I am in the U.S. and I have access to so many uh, tools and um, equipments and, you know, ways to recover and Internet to just search about anything and so many models around me. So I'm grateful for that because I feel stronger than 
when I was even younger. And that makes me happy. Yes. Do you, do you see yourself heading, heading forwards to try out for Paris? Yes, I would like yes. to try it. Yes, yes. I am, I'm working on it. I'm trying to take care of myself and make sure that I, um, I have the energy and the mental strength and everything to get there. Yeah, well, I hope that you make that and good luck. I mean, that sounds Thank amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank what you. Did you mentioned that you were able to sort of improve on your training and your dry land and things like that, your strength training, nutrition. Let's take a deep dive into that. What What did you do differently in the pool in between Rio and Tokyo? Well, um, let's say that in Rio, I was swimming um, in a smaller pool. Yep. So it was a 25 metres pool, but we didn't have any... Um, direction in the pool no line nothing to tell me you know so that was a big difference and um also the workout but the workout was different um let's say i was less strong at the time uh before rio and nutrition was the biggest part nutrition because like somewhat somebody said 90 percent is in the kitchen and 10 percent is in the gym so Nutrition was a big problem for me because I didn't really know much about it. And um, for Tokyo, I focused on nutrition first, fueling my body, knowing what to eat, when to eat, and what quantity, uh, you know, monitoring what I eat. And also, when I get that, then I can actually do better at the gym. So... When I do better at the gym, I reinforce these muscles and I can use them well in the pool. So, and also there was a mixture of distance and sprint during my, my um, you know, um, what is it called? During practice at the pool. So all those things were different and I got stronger and more endurant. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And looking at your diet and what you changed, what what sort of makes up most of the so i always think of it as a plate of food and the percentages on the plate so sort of if you had a third carbohydrates a third protein and a and a third fats what what sort of the percentages that you tend to stick to in your meals it was maybe 50 40 and 10 i was having less fat so i was having more carbs and proteins and fat so but proteins are really hard to get. So I always start with uh, proteins. And then when I get them, I go to carbs. And then when I get the carbs, then I try to uh, add um, the, the fat. But it's also about the quantity and the balance and also all the nutrients, the vitamins and um, fruits and you know all the electrolytes, everything, water. Water was also a big part. And I was just trying to be health as healthy as possible because, you know, like engineers say, you have an engine, just put a good fuel and oil and it's good to go. So. Yeah. Yeah. And is that hard when you go into a place like an Olympic village to continue with that good nutrition or is there just a, a whole array of food and you, you were able to keep going on the, the certain diet that you're on? It was tough at the beginning. The first day, um, I had to go around twice and see what they had. Uh, but, you know, what's good about dieting or, you know, being careful about what you eat is that 
at one point you just can you know the quantity with your eyes you can actually quantify something with your eyes so i was able to you know find what i wanted um um based on my diet and good thing is they actually tell you what it is and you know they try to give you information about what they cooked so it was it was good and they had uh, a lot of diversity they had a lot of options and it was nice that's good now just flipping around a little bit to talk about some master swimming i know you recently competed at the uh, u.s spring nationals in um, san antonio texas Tell us how you um, sort of got involved with master swimming. Okay. So uh, before I went to uh, Tokyo, I had like this competition with masters. It was a regional competition and uh, it was uh, in Kansas, I think. And I went there. It was so nice. People are so nice. I loved it. I I swam there. I, I think I went for four events or three, if I remember. But it it was really nice. People were so welcoming. I made so many friends and I was like, okay, masters are really cool. Then I came back from Tokyo and I took a break and I was looking for a competition um, and I saw the U.S. nationals and I was like, okay, this, this looks good because they're always fun. And I see so many people that are older than I am and they're so, they, they inspire me. And I said, okay, let's go there. And I got there. It was, it was bigger than uh, the one I, I went to before. And so many people, um, I was really happy to be there. And I had two reporters with me from uh, Voice America. And they were recording and talking to people. And I met um, that woman, 99 years old. Huh. She swam uh 500 yards and i was i said you swam 500 yards i'm a sprinter and she said well i'm not a sprinter but i like long distances and she told me that her friend is a sprinter and and she takes all the gold so she goes for long distance so she can get the the gold so we we laughed about it but that's what I like about um, U.S. Uh, Masters because everybody is um, happy to be there and they're just there to have fun. Even though they compete and they have the competition spirit, they're just there to have fun. And I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And w- were you swimming under um, one of the clubs that were there or were you um, a lone swimmer? How did that all work? I was um, I was swimming under my actual club. They have two sections. They have the the USC swimming, like the the swimming club, and they ha- they have the master swimming club. So I just I I have both licenses. So I just went with the the master swim club. Oh, it's no. a King Marling, yeah, King Marling swim oh. club. But they have King Marling master swim club. Oh, I see. Okay. And did you have? Were you part of any relays there, or were you just doing some individual events? I was the only swimmer from the club because it was it was far first because San Antonio is in Texas. It was a little far and the competition was on, uh, uh, um, I think, four days. And a lot of the masters or professors and the teaching, uh, it was almost the, the, the finals week. So I don't think they could they could make it. Yes. 
So you you talked about the Marlins. Um, I'm also a member of a club called the Marlins here in Melbourne. So it's a good, nice. it's, it's a good name. Yeah. Do um, you, you do all your training with that club now? Yes. That team? Yes. We we have different times because of my schedule. Um, I, I go to school and, um, well, I do research and, and study at the same time. So sometimes it's, it's really hard for me to swim at night. Uh, so I try to swim when I have all my energy and, um, either in the morning, early in the morning or during lunch, um, um, from 12 to 1 PM. So are the lunch sessions just by yourself, but the morning sessions with the group? Uh, actually the swim in the afternoon, the group swims in the afternoon, oh. like, well, evenings on evening, like evenings. Yes. Uh, 6 PM. Right. They swim at 6 PM. So usually at six with all the work, um, exhausted. So I try to go when I, I have all my energy and I can actually do well during practice. Yeah. So on average, how many, um, swim sessions would you get in a week? I try to go like five times per week from Monday to Friday. And uh, on weekends, I just hike or just hang out with my friends and rest. Yeah. And so talk us through a typical session that you would do in the pool. A typical session. Yeah. Uh, we warm up and then we have a little uh, training session. Well, a little set in the middle. Then we have the, the main set. Yes. Then we have warm down. So yeah. um, let's see what which one I did before the the US Masters. That was actually um, just a, a, a little practice before um, uh, the Masters, so I could actually uh, get ready for uh, the sprints. Um, I think I did a through uh, 300, 300 um, warm up. So whatever I wanted to swim, then um, I did uh, 650s just to uh, swim and get my techniques. And I think we had a set of three or 400s. Then we had 1050s sprint from the, uh, the block. So for example, this one, um, this is a small one too. And it's like warm up was like 300 freestyle and four times 50 with 25 hands, hand lead kick, lead kick and side down, then 825 shooters. That was just warm, warm up. And then the main set was three, 30 times 50s. What cycle do you do those 50s on? I actually rest a lot. So sometimes I do one, one Oh five, sometimes one minute. Um, I try to uh, rest as much as possible when it's not required to go fast, <laughs> but uh, when she wants me to work on my endurance and, you know, um, get used to the acid lactic, then the time is reduced. Yeah. Do you, do you swim anything longer than the 50 or you just focused on that 50 sprint? I do hundreds too. Do hundreds as well. I actually, I actually swim breaststroke and freestyle, and um, I do those fifties and I do hundred free, hundred breast. I haven't tried two hundred yet because I can sprint on those distances, but not more than that. But I think it's all about work, and if I want to do it, I guess I can work on it and see how it goes.
Yeah, absolutely. And do you train short course yards or short course meters? We have a 25 meters pool at um, uh, where I live. But on Sundays, uh, when I get to train with another group in another town, they have a 50 meters um, a pool in another city. So sometimes I can swim with them. Yeah. But mostly it's 25 yards. Uh, sorry, 25 meters. 25 meters, yeah. Yes. And which do you prefer? Do you, do you prefer long course or short course? I really enjoy, I, I enjoy short course. Well, I like I like practicing in swimming in in a small one, twenty five meters. Then, if I have a competition, it's twenty five yards. I love that because <laughs> it's shorter. But um, I would love to just practice in a, a fifty meters pool so I can get used to that. Um, and then, anytime I swim in a shorter one, then it's easier. What I wanted to also sort of look at quite closely was your um, your technique in your racing. So when you're doing a 50-metre um, freestyle race, when you're coming off the dive, how many underwaters would you do before you come up and surface? How many underwater dolphin kicks? I do three to four. I'm not really fast with my kicks, my dolphin kicks, so I try to limit it and just go as fast as possible so i just do three to four it depends on the day yes and if you if you're doing that in a short course yards or short course meters are you a good turner wow that's actually a good question i'm not a good turner which no. is not great um i i i flip turn slowly sometimes it just <laughs> depends on the day sometimes you really feel the race and everything is perfect and there are some days where it's just not that. So usually I'm a, I'm a slow turner because I, um, I tend to miss the, the wall right. <laughs> because I swim in a, in a 20 meters and then sometimes 25 yards. And I guess sometimes I just, most of the time I, I miss it and I don't want to miss it. And in my head, I slow down and I lose some some time there and I'm working on it right now. Yeah. The great part is when it's a 50 straight, there's no turn. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. So you just, uh, you just like to dive in and get up and, and just go, go to that wall. Do you take a break? Yeah, I, on, on a 50, um, I take a break twice. Yes. I, I breathe, I breathe twice. But um, when I do the, the 50 yards I don't really breathe on the first 25. What are you looking at to improve on in your race technique or race strategy before you race again? Did you have any takeaways from the spring nationals that you'll use heading forward? Yes um, this time uh, well from Tokyo to now I just saw that I wasn't resting enough recovery wasn't the best uh, for me so I wasn't recovering well, so I need to focus on that side because with school and and uh, practice, sometimes you get just busy between those two and uh, just keep eating out in the, the resting time. So I need to give time to my muscles to recover and do everything I can to be as flexible as possible so I can actually apply my technique the way I want. So. 
that's what I want to focus on right now. Uh, find a way to recover uh, fast and well. So I, my muscles are healthy and I can go, I can speed as fast as my, as my head wants me to. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it must be a hard work life balance, fitting in all the study, the work and, you know, living over in America, um, you know, and are your family all back in West Africa? Yes, they're all back in Africa. Yeah. So have you got a support system around you to, you know, help with everything that you need to get done in your life each day? Yes. I mean, my family is really great they always called me and they always uh you know cheer me up and also my friends here and my coach uh like the whole team they actually they're a great support they're always cheering me that, um, up and also my my professor he's always um you know uh, trying to adapt if i need time to um to, to go to a competition or if um, I need time for anything related to sport, he actually uh, understands that I have to do both. So honestly, um, I'm fortunate to have those people around me and um, support what I do. Yeah, that's fantastic. Do you, you live on campus? No, I don't live on campus. I have my, um, I live in an apartment um, off campus. And one thing I, I forgot to ask you when we were talking about the Olympics, I know that you were a flag bearer for your country. What was that experience like coming into the stadium? It was amazing. Um, yeah. You know, when you step in, the lights and that voice just calling your country, it's, it makes it real. You just know that you're here to represent your country. You are your country. And you will do anything, everything you can to make your your country proud of you. So it was it was it was nice. It was great, and we had goosebumps, and we yeah. just we were ready. We were ready. It was real. We were there. It was yeah. nice. How how heavy are those flags? Because they look really very big and cumbersome. Are they quite heavy to hold? I it was. Well, it was not really heavy, but it was really hard to to have the flow with two people, you know, yes. like left, right. We had to to talk and see how to do it. And I, I think that day was windy too. So we wanted the flag to be seen. So we had to just go slowly and have the same steps. And it was a whole... Um, we had to talk and try. It was a teamwork. That sounds good. <laughs> now, I like to ask everyone that comes on the podcast five swimming questions, and you can just say the first thing that pops into your mind. Um, okay. What's the favorite, your favorite pool that you've ever raced in? It can be anywhere. Ah, uh, okay. Well, right now I have Budapest in my head. I don't know, maybe because I like Budapest. Um, uh, I think that I don't remember the year though. Maybe two thousand seventeen, two thousand seventeen. I like Budapest. That's actually been a popular answer. A few people have said Budapest. <laughs> really? Yeah, it sounds like a really nice pool. I'd love to get there one day. And what are your go-to favorite goggles for racing? Okay, I have those Arena um, Cobra, and 
that's what I have been using the whole time. Yeah. The only one, honestly. Yeah. And, and whenever they update it, I just get it. But yes, I really love them. I got used to them and that's what I, I, I use all the time. And what's your favorite training drill? All right. In freestyle, I really like to catch up, you know. Um, I really like that because, I don't know, I just go, I, I, I go easy. I swim easily when I do that, like just swimming one and doing a catch up. Yeah. Um, I'm not a, a fan of kicks. So. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you have to but, kick a lot to keep the catch up straight? We do. Yeah, we do, but I kind of have um, I my arms really are good at compensating, so <laughs> they do great. Yeah, so I like that. <laughs> but I also like the uh, in breaststroke. I like to do two kicks in one pull. It yeah. makes me finish really quick. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> and what's your favorite all-time training set? I like when I don't have to redo the same thing twice. Okay. So I like when the set just goes this, 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 and that's it. You don't have to go back and repeat it. So anytime the set is just straight down, I'm happy. I don't have to go back to uh, whatever I did before. So those types of sets, I love it. And I like when there is more sprint than um, um, than um, endurance. I like intensity, but I don't like endurance. So I love when there are sprints and a lot of sprints in it and, or, you know, 25s or, or 50s. I love that, but I, I don't like the long distance sets. Well, Angelica, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and talking to us about your swimming journey. It's been lovely getting to know, hearing all about your journey and um, best wishes for heading into Paris. I hope that that all goes well and you get to be a four-time Olympian. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You had great questions and, you know, it made me happy and, you know, talking about it and uh, hearing it out loud makes me happy, makes me, um, you know, understand how much I love swimming and um, it's always good to talk about it with someone. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so too. That's what I love talking about swimming. I could do it all day. <laughs> I understand. It's, I would, I would, I would do that too if I could. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a pity work, work and life has to get in the way of that. Yeah, but. Yes. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> okay, thank you so much, Angelica. Take care. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you, I love the way Angelica described what she enjoys about Masters Swimming and how wonderful for her to be aiming for both Paris 2024 and continuing her Masters journey. Thanks for sharing this journey with us, Angelica, and we wish you the best of luck. Don't forget to tell a Master Swimming friend about us and check out our new website at www.torpedoswimtalk.com because we've got loads of great stuff for you to look at and to go down the Master Swimming rabbit hole. I know I'm not the only one that does it, so be honest and head down that hole and find out everything you can about Master Swimming. Till next time. Happy swimming and bye for now.